Welcome to Can We Talk? Taxes, Trustees, and Entrepreneurs. Certified Public Accountant Carol Felsing shares her years of expertise with you to help you make the best financial decisions possible. She founded Felsing LLC in 2013 after years of experience working in national, regional, and local firms. And now, here's your host, Deborah Hendrickson, and of course, Carol Felsing. Welcome back, Carol and Deborah, for part two of what's involved in starting a new business focusing on accounting software. Welcome back, Deb. Thanks for coming back and discussing a little bit more. In our previous episode, we talked about what a small business needs to do to get up and running. We didn't go into much detail about QuickBooks because it was one of those things that they need to find the software. However, a lot of our clients do use QuickBooks, and you're a QuickBooks certified pro advisor. And we have several of those in the office, but you particularly one. When clients come to me and ask me about stuff, I'm like, ah, I'm tax. You need to talk to Deb because she really knows it backwards and forwards. So when we talk about QuickBooks, the old school used to be is that they'd send their stuff to us. We'd do the accounting behind the scenes, and we'd send it back to them. But that typically meant that they were running 30, 45, 60 days behind, depending on when they got it. So they weren't getting current information. Our preference with all of our clients is to do it in-house, to do their accounting in-house and send it to us via internet or portal or however they do, and just let us review it. It's cost-efficient for them, and then we can do the higher-level accounting and tax projections that we like to do. Can you talk to us a little bit about the three different scenarios of QuickBooks? As we talked about before, there's desktop, there's online, and there's enterprise. Can you give us a little bit of information on each one of those? Sure. I would prefer clients to use QuickBooks desktop. Now, the only drawback to me of that is they have to stay current with it as far as every year there's a new release. After so many years, QuickBooks will stop supporting a certain release. And to be able to use the accountant's file that can be sent back and forth between the accountants, and I'll get into that in detail in a minute, you have to stay current with the software, which obviously costs a little bit more money because you're every couple of years you're having to upgrade to the newer version. And pay a subscription fee. Correct. Because everything, even QuickBooks Desktop, you used to be able to go out and buy the software, and then you owned it. Now, almost as with almost all software now, is going subscription-based, where instead you pay. You can pay for the whole year, but it's still a subscription. Right. With the accountant's copy with QuickBooks Desktop, the nice thing is you can get all of your accounting done, have it up to date through a certain date, whether it's the end of the year or if we're doing a mid-year review, whatever that date is, you can say, okay, here it is, the end of the year. I'm going to send this to my accountant, and I have set a dividing date of 12-31-22. What that means is my accountant can go back anything from that date backwards to make any adjustments to. I can continue to still work on my QuickBooks for anything after that date. So I can continue to make the record deposits, make checks, run payroll, whatever it is that I'm using my QuickBooks for, without having to wait for my accountant to come back with the changes that need to be made to adjust to the tax return, any depreciation entries or such that need to be done. So that's, to me, the best thing about QuickBooks Desktop, to be able to send it back and forth between your accountant. It still takes a little time because it's a couple little extra steps that you have to do. There's some very few limitations, but there are some limitations of things you can and cannot do, even though it's within your time frame of things you can adjust. Like you typically can't add an account. Correct. You can't add a general ledger account. 
something like that right. you, you just can't do. Right. Now, as far as QuickBooks Online, again, it's not something I prefer, but most people are going to it. There are some rumors that QuickBooks will eventually go away from desktop and make everything and everyone go to the online version. To me, it's a little dumbed-down version of QuickBooks. Yeah, I find that the QuickBooks Online is not as intuitive as desktop. Agreed. And it also doesn't have as many bells and whistles as desktop does, I find. Do you agree? I totally agree. I totally agree. It's harder to make, even as the on the accountant end, There's, it's harder for us to, to clear up, say, they've done some things in accounts payable that... They've either deleted a bill that they paid, and so now they've got this check that's applied to a bill that doesn't exist anymore. With QuickBooks Desktop, it was much easier to clean that activity up versus online. It is not. But the beauty of QuickBooks Online is your client says, hey, I'm having a problem doing this. Can you look at it? And you immediately sign in. You both can be looking at it at the same time. They need to make, have you make an adjustment. You can just go right in and make it. You don't have to wait for them to send their file even though it's maybe only take you 15 extra minutes to do that, it's still extra steps that have to be done versus just popping online, making an entry, and then it's done. I also find for online where I use, suggest online versus desktop, if I have someone that's doing business in the field, say I've got a caterer that's working in the field and they don't know what the bill is going to be because they don't know how long they're going to be there. Right. So they can take that online with, with their laptop with them and when the job is finally finished, they write the invoice right then and there and can make it happen. So someone that's working in the field that's not in a solid place all the time, online is better, as well as if you have multiple people, say you've got one person accessing receivables, one person accessing invoices, one person accessing the general ledger, it's a little bit easier with online than yes. it is with desktop. So it really kind of depends on what you're working on as to which one we provide. Some of the things I know we have really are advocates of is training those personnel to use QuickBooks, setting up their chart of accounts so they know where to put things. Can you talk to us what you do when you train? Because you do a lot of our training. So can you tell us what you do on that? Agreed. And we, we get clients who have started out their QuickBooks file and they don't understand. QuickBooks has like a basic general ledger with a chart of accounts. But then they'll all of a sudden start coding a check that they've always coded to this type of expense. They've created a new account with a different name, even though it's the same thing. You end up with five different rental expense accounts. It just makes it hard. So it's a lot easier if you can train them up front to say, okay, talk to me about what expenses you have. What checks do you write? How, you know, how are you paying this? Are you paying this online? Because a lot of businesses now don't hardly write any checks. Everything is auto-debited out of their bank account. Everything's done electronically, especially their deposits, even if they, they make a deposit. So a lot of clients are doing their deposits in-house using an online deposit scanner. So they're not even taking actual deposits and checks to the bank anymore. So it's really a record-keeping issue of what type of income do you have you don't always need to have 12 different types of income accounts. You might need for your personal information to be, where am I making the money in this? On an accounting aspect, obviously, we don't need 12 different income accounts. So it's really, what do they need? What are they trying to capture? 
what the reporting needs are, if they're lending off one, if they have different locations, they may want to keep that separate. Agreed. And they can use classes for that or they can use locations. So it really depends on what they want their financials to look like to see how you set it up. The problem with QuickBooks is once you use an account, you can't delete that account. So it really, the setup at the very beginning is helpful. Um, and the training, so they know. You, you'll do a couple of transactions for them, I know, and that way they have something to go back and follow. Correct. I know one of your biggest bugaboos is downloading transactions from a bank. Yes. So in both QuickBooks Online and QuickBooks Desktop, there is a way to connect your bank account to your QuickBooks file. And then you can go in and it'll list all of the transactions and it'll ask you, how do you want to code this? Or you can set up a rule that says, every time you see a payment to this company or this entity, I want you to code it to rent. The problem with that is sometimes clients will make rules and say, I have five different loan accounts with Wells Fargo. Well, there's no way for QuickBooks to understand this Wells Fargo check goes to this loan account, this Wells Fargo goes to this loan account. And then they start accept, they set up these rules and they start accepting these transactions because they think, oh, I've already set this up. And then it just becomes a mess. And same thing with payroll. I know if they try to download payroll directly like that, the payroll is going to get recorded at the net amount after taxes, which is going to not be the correct expense for them. Correct. So then you have to go back and take all that out, put the gross payroll in and the payroll taxes. So there are certain things we should download and there are certain things we shouldn't. Um, or accept downloaded transactions. And I think that's a big training point for you as to what that should be and what it shouldn't be. Correct. So, and let's go up. We have a business that's beyond online or desktop. Their business involves some inventory or it solves extensive receivable collections and stuff like that or has a lot of transactions because online and desktop are both limited on the size of the file. So at that point, we use QuickBooks Enterprise. Can you tell us why some of our clients in more detail are using Enterprise and what it gives you that maybe an online or desktop doesn't? QuickBooks Enterprise is going to give you a lot more accounts that can be used a lot more reporting capabilities, especially if you have a lot of classes that you're using or a lot of locations that you're using, which then in turn, because you're doing that type of detail, the reporting for that is going to be a lot better for you in, in enterprise. Right. So like say we've got a developer that has 30, piece, 30 different developments and have all the costs associated with that. QuickBooks Online or Desktop aren't, is not going to have the capabilities to have that many locations with that many cost accounts. Agreed. Also for budgeting, budgeting is a little bit better on enterprise than it is in online and desktop. So it just depends on what the client needs for reporting and what they're using. Any other words of advice when going to finding your software, what the best one for you is? And um, Really, again, like you said, it's going to depend on how much do they want to work online versus coming back to a set location? Obviously, you, if you have desktop, you can take your laptop with you, but say you don't have that capability. Is it better to be in a fixed location where all of your documentation can be around you? Or are you selling on the go? Is it better for you to take a laptop with you and be able to create invoices on the fly as you're out selling items? There's also a lot of apps that can integrate even if it's QuickBooks desktop, 
that can integrate into QuickBooks that you can connect those apps to your software and then later download that information. Whereas you can also use the same form type of apps with online, but it's going to be integrate much faster because you're not having to wait till you get back to the office to to download the transactions or the information. A, a good one, for example, is, is Business Miles. There's an app that'll integrate Business Miles right to your QuickBooks file, and they know how much to put on your expense account. So it, that just depends. We would encourage people to go and search out a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, such as yourself, when they're trying to get this set up, because a lot of people know QuickBooks, but they're not a Pro Advisor. And that Pro Advisor has the latest things that are coming through. They're intimately knowledgeable about the software. And again, we suggest someone search that person out. The cost on these vary, and if you go through a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, sometimes they can get you a discount at their accountant rate, so that's something else you can ask about. Online is paid by month. Desktop is usually paid by year, and enterprise can be some of both, so it just depends on what your taste for cost is going to be. But typically, it's a little bit more economical program that's not going to be as industry-specific, but can get you started. Thanks again. Glad you could join us. Thanks again for listening to Can We Talk? Join us next time as we continue our conversation with Carol Felsing, Managing Partner with Felsing LLC, as we ask the question, small business banking and why you need a personal banker. Thanks for listening and join us next time as we continue our conversation with Carol Felsing, Partner with Felsing LLC. You've been listening to Can We Talk? Taxes, Trustees, and Entrepreneurs. Please rate us wherever you listen to podcasts connect with us on social and submit any tax-related questions to info at felsingcpa.com.